0: super talk mississippi media production
1: coleman taylor transmission servicing central mississippi for over 60 years their ase certified technicians offer dependable transmission services a warranty and record services call coleman taylor today for all your transmission needs
2: howdy howdy it's rhino here and i wanted to say thank you for listening to middays with gerard gibbert here on super talk mississippi
0: get ready get ready to go beyond the
2: headlines
3: Everyone, and welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with Rhino in the Super Talk Studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this hump day. Oh, somebody turned the air conditioner on between yesterday and today. I was just talking to Scary Gary out in the green room who informed that. He was on the uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast yesterday, where temperatures had risen into the 80s. He was breaking up a sweat, he said. <laughs> and it's cold today, though, outside, a little chilly. Anyhow, but it's still February, as they say. Not much left in the old second month of the year. How long ago was Groundhog Day now? I don't know, but it... A uh, couple weeks? Yeah, a couple three weeks. weeks. And... Um, Toxatani Phil said more winter,
2: right? So we're halfway
3: through. Yeah. Well, but like we said, that's what you're supposed to have this time of year. I'm going to knock on all the wood I can find that we don't get the old ice storm coming in here because I'm not not up for the Twix and Nabs diet again (laughs) with Perez (laughs) as we (laughs) experienced last year. No fun. Dog it.
2: Anyhow... Well, there's Indian food in the freezer in there. That'll keep you warm. Uh, is that your contribution? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. If worse comes to worse. Yeah. If sugar turns to another substance.
3: <laughs> so I'm assuming that you seasoned it in accordance with typical uh, Indian fare.
2: Oh, I didn't have to do anything. It's little frozen meals, but they're they're Indian food, but they're frozen. You just pop them in the microwave.
3: And, and then consume them, and you break out into a sweat. Is that correct?
2: Some of them. Some of them are a little spicy. Some of them are mild. Okay. Butter chicken's pretty mild.
3: Well, I appreciate the heads up, just in case <laughs> I have to revert to the old nabs and twicks diet again. But I'm hoping that... I hope that we don't have any forthcoming ice mageddon events as we did last year.
2: No fun. I've only lived in central mississippi for well going on the better part of two decades now but i can only count icing events for central mississippi on less than one hand and then including all the icing events in the time i've really been paying attention maybe six or seven in the last two decades so yeah it's kind of rare
3: yeah it is rare but I'm hoping we don't have that this year but if you looked at the Midwest, the upper Midwest, it's pretty cold up there. But that's to be expected in this La Nina weather pattern with the jet stream remaining north and uh, draped across the northern half of the country if you will
2: from David and Pascagoula on the C Spire text lines having a bit of a laugh at us cuz it's 76 right now on the Gulf Coast.
3: Oh wow. I see that. Hadn't made it down there, this little shot of cold air. 73 in Waynesboro, says Jerry in Waynesboro, on the C Spire text line. We thank you so much for joining us today, 601-879-4395. If you would like to join the conversation on the program today at 11.05, Jay McDaniel, the Executive Director of the Mississippi Gaming Commission, we will get an update uh, from the Gaming Commission, find out how... The revenues have been going there, and also talk about mobile sports betting. And that should be an interesting conversation. Did not make the cut this year at the legislature. The uh, state of Louisiana, however, does allow mobile sports betting, and it's worked out pretty good for them over there. So that should be an interesting conversation. And then, you know, we've been saying it, that this whole matter of tax reform, inside the Magnolia State, is uh, rapidly becoming one of the most hotly contested issues within our legislator, legislature, Pardon me, uh, Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman on the program with Paul yesterday, Senator Chad McMahon on with Mr. Gallo this morning. Anyhow, to that, we've got Grover Norquist. He is the president of Americans for Tax Reform. He's very familiar with our situation here in Mississippi, and uh, he and I will break down the two bills again, as they say, and uh, talk about the uh, the merits of each and the concerns with each. That should be a fun conversation. Appreciate Mr. Norquist. You may know him, folks. He, he is a regular guest uh, on the business networks, in particular, as the president of Americans for Tax Reform. and. He is uh, tracking tax reform efforts across these United States. There are a number of states, in fact, that um, are pursuing elimination or drastic reductions of their income tax. And Mr. Norquist uh, authored a really good article a couple of weeks ago entitled, uh, February 13th to be exact, is when this published in the Wall Street Journal. Entitled states get serious about tax cuts, and I believe he refers to the efforts and uh, the evolution of uh, such efforts in the in the country to eliminate or drastically cut income taxes as a tax-cutting revolution. So, Mister Norquist joins us here on midday's at twelve oh five, and that should be an interesting conversation. I did want to address something that I heard, Rhino, on uh, our news, and you and I ta- discussed this after the show, and it was a soundbite from Lieutenant Governor Hoseman from his interview yesterday with uh, Paul Gallo. And I-, I believe I heard this correctly, and my guess is we've got lots in our audience that have heard this as well, and I think you heard it. And, and so the Lieutenant Governor just made the statement that the senate version of tax reform reduces the grocery tax to a lower level, a lower rate of tax than does the house bill is the way i heard it if i if i'm misstating this please let me know but i heard it and i don't i don't think it's running on our news and i didn't go back and listen to the archive but it doesn't really matter. What matters is that we cut to the to the truth and the facts, and, and they are as follows. The Senate bill does, in fact, cut the grocery sales tax from the present level of 7 percent to 5 percent. And by the way, that I think the products eligible for that are what are described as non-prepared foods. So a 2 percent reduction, 7 to 5, Effective immediately upon enactment, I believe, of the bill, or or the the end of the fiscal year. The House bill reduces the grocery tax from the present level of 7% to 5.5% initially, but then it continues reducing, does the House bill, the grocery tax, by quarter point, in quarter point increments, for the trailing six years, for a total reduction down to 4%. Senate bill permanently at 5%, talking about groceries, the sales tax on groceries. The House bill eventually permanently down to 4%. So, just wanted to contrast the two approaches from the two bills and make sure that we got that information out that accurately, but... And it is true, as we learned from Senator David Blunt yesterday, that the Senate version of the tax bill passed out of committee should be on the floor today, I believe, as as the senator informed us. And I think we talked about that on the program today is the deadline for bills to be taken up on the floor in the House in which they originate. There's uh, another couple of weeks' lag time to take up bills that are transmitted from the other House. So we'll see what happens there. The senator did indicate his expectation was that it would pass. The Senate bill, which passed out of committee, would pass on the floor. He did, however, inform us that he did not support the bill in the committee, and one would assume he would not support it on the floor as well. And, you know, I'll say right on my hats off to him for the way he handled the interview and that we just asked, I felt like, direct, matter-of-fact questions that I hope are of interest to our audience, and uh, the senator responded and answered those. And so we we learned where he stood, and that's really the goal of the the interview and, and get his insight on all things there. But anyhow, this is really developing into... I think quite the matter. The Mississippi Today, by the way, published an article before we break out here calling for expansion of Medicaid in Mississippi as opposed to reduction of income taxes as per the House plan. Interesting analysis that they produced. We'll get into that later. Jay McDaniel, the executive director of the Mississippi Gaming Commission at 11.05, and tickets to give away. Stay with us. Middays We'll return.
5: Did your current cleaning provider show up last night? With the current labor market, you have to trust your keys to those that care. That's why it's time to change to Janny King, the king of clean. Trust your keys to our local franchise owners and
6: our 35 years of experience to make sure your building is clean and healthy. For well, your clean and healthy building, go to JannyKingCleans.com. That's JannyKingCleans.com today for a healthy
5: building tomorrow. Janny King, the king of clean.
7: I'm Laurie McGraw with Gotta Go. I'm here to help you with your construction site. We have many different options, such as portable toilets, handicap units, hand washers, eye washers, and also roll-off dumpsters.
8: When you gotta go, please call Gotta Go, 601-879-3969.
9: Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare, Feel better, faster sister.
1: you mind your own business.
10: Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean?
1: No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing
5: and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems.
1: You know, I hear people lease can help.
5: How can they help?
1: People lease can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resource
11: Yellow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
0: Check it out! Let's do this—the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Midday's with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
3: Now that, of course, from the movie The Right Stuff. <laughs> one of my favorite all-time movies. You've seen it, by the way? Oh, the yeah. Right stuff? It's so good. Remember, it's the two government guys. Was it uh, Jeff Was it Jeff Goldblum, I think, played one of them? And uh, who was the other guy that was on Saturday Night Live? Name escapes me, a little shorter. And they're the... Uh, The scene is that they're running, like, down the sidewalk, you know, in their blue suits, and they bust up into the room with Lyndon Johnson, President Johnson, and all his entourage around him. And they say, it's called Sputnik, talking about the Russian space efforts. (laughs) And they start presenting recommendations for the first astronauts. (laughs) They've got video (laughs) of... People in a circus being shot out of cannon, remember that? (laughs) Trapeze artists, high-wire performers. (laughs) I think Goldblum says, no, it was the other guy, says, um, something to to the effect of why they would be appropriate and adept, you know, at being an astronaut, and he just says, also very nice people, (laughs) in addition to that. Anyhow... Appreciate the song, though. It just made me think about that, because the song is part of the movie, as you recall. Oh, yeah. When the radio's floating around.
2: But sadly, that was Norman Greenbaum's only hit.
3: Yeah, one-hit wonder, guy. Oh, yeah? Right, yeah, absolutely. But a notable one. We're still playing it and enjoying it today. Anyhow, speaking of music, Gary Brooker. He was the lead singer of Procol Harum. We should celebrate today or memorialize him today, I should say. He was dead. Uh, died yesterday at the age of 76. And he, of course, uh, this is the British rock band, uh, Procol Harum, best known for their big hit, Whiter Shade of Pale. By the way, a lot of weddings in uh, that era, late 60s, early 70s, they uh, they tend to feature that song. Not really sure why. I don't know. I guess it's kind of wedding-like, whiter shade of pale. Uh, 65, I think? 67. 67. Okay. Topped the UK charts and was a top five hit in this country immortalized, uh, as the story says here, by its Bach-inspired keyboard section in Brooker's engaging vocals. Still a big hit today. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, their brief singles category, by the way, not the band, but that category in 2018. Gary Brooker, dead at 76. Kind of saddens me because I just remember this music, it just from my in my childhood, in that case, and so just an indication that I'm getting older. But uh, Bob Dylan, he coming to Mississippi? Is that right? That's what I heard. Yeah, I think he's coming uh, to Mississippi State's University Riley Center Theater, April the eighth. He's eighty. Years old, wow! Going to be in Meridian as well, I think. Eighty. That's where the rally center old. is? Okay, thank you. Um, eighty years old. Wow, that's amazing! But he's coming here the to rough and rowdy ways worldwide tour. <laughs> he's still rough and rowdy at eighty. He he made a lot of hits. Well, just by talking, seems like, a lot of his his musical delivery and his musical style. Uh, certainly one of the early sort of activists, right? Is that what they call him? Thinking about Joan Baez and all that kind of music of that genre, which was... Protest music. Protest. There you go. He was one of those. I, he's in that category, oh yeah. sure. So... I think I've shared before his his Hurricane. That's one of my favorite tunes. Anyhow. Uh, so, here we go on the C Spire text line. Thomas in Greenwood says, Lead singer of Screaming Trees died yesterday as well. It was because of the incorporation of the organ.
2: Huh? I think he's talking about uh, the reason they played uh, Whiter Shade of Pale at weddings.
3: Oh. Oh, because it, was, yeah, it did have a bit of a wedding kind of sound to it with the organ. Kind of sounded like a church organ, honestly. The old Hammond B3 organs, I think.
2: Yeah, I understand playing that more than I understand anybody that plays White Wedding at a wedding. Yeah. I'm not sure that one fits, does it? It's not, I mean, he's got wedding in the title, but <laughs> mm,
3: do you listen to the lyrics? Not really a good way to send you off. <laughs> How about the carpenters? We've only just begun. That was, was kind of styled after, and I guess rooted in the concept of a young couple.
2: I've lost count at the number of weddings I've been to where uh, they they dance to Kenny Chesney's "You Had Me at Hello." <laughs>
3: Oh, gosh. Okay. I don't put that in the league with the Carpenters.
2: (laughs) But it's been a popular wedding zone. Oh, man. Unbelievable.
3: Uh, Well, (laughs) yeah, a lot of stuff going on there. The Crocker Bank, by the way, was We've Only Just Begun. It was their tune and the lyrics that I think Paul Williams wrote, composed, that is an ad for the Crocker Bank of California. Eh? All right. Percy Sledge sang that song too. Whiter Shade of Pale, Leslie and Granita. A Granita. Grenada. Grenada informs. I didn't know that. Thank you for that, Leslie. Curtis and Biloxi, how about Jerry Lee? She got the gold mine, I got the shaft. <laughs>
2: That's at the other end of the wedding timeline. <laughs> Oh man! Well, anyhow, we could we could spend a whole show talking about wedding music or divorce music, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and going through the big D and domain Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about for the Great
3: Resignation? Take this job and shove it, by Johnny paycheck, right? That's a propos for the era. Oh, my gosh. If if we keep this up, Perez is going to pop in here out of nowhere if he's tuned in. Oh, wow. Well, when did Tucker Carlson go full Kremlin? Did you hear him last night? That from Jeff in Forest County. I caught him last night. I did. I'm not sure what you mean by that, Jeff. Full Kremlin. What are you talking about? Uh, let us know. How about that Macy Gray performance of the national anthem? LeBron seemed to enjoy it. I didn't catch it. Did
2: you? I uh, missed it. Hmm. I haven't been impressed with any Macy Gray live performance I've ever seen, so I doubt I'd be impressed by that one.
3: <laughs> well, sounds like it's time for some Senate, state Senate primary challengers that. A message from Darren and Jackson, who it sounds like is not crazy about the Senate's um, tax reform bill. I'm assuming that's what Darren is referring to. You know, at this point, I think my money's on that the House bill does not get passed in the
2: Senate. And the Senate bill doesn't pass the House. I was about to say, smart money is betting on gridlock and nothing getting done. Yeah, I think that's the likely
3: outcome, unfortunately. I would sure like to see these folks get together and hammer something out that truly would be of value to the state of Mississippi and uh, have, have a meaningful, positive impact on our economy while allowing people to keep more of their money. I am going to get to this article in the Mississippi Today that advocates for Medicaid expansion as opposed to what they are referring to as the gun income tax cut. Just going right at the speaker. And they are citing some studies on that compare the two. and. I've got some issues with the studies. Imagine that. But we'll take a break right here on Middays. We thank you so much for joining us. Stay with us. we got tickets to give away before the program's out. We'll be back.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of showers and thunderstorms, high near 80 degrees. Tonight, a 60% chance of rain, low around 59. Your Wednesday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, high near 68. And for your Thursday, a 30% chance of showers, partly sunny, high near 79. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
12: It's that time of year when love is in the air and you just crave something sweet. Valentine's Day
11: wrong. It's Mazda of Jackson's Sweet Deal Sales Event. That's right, all February. We're giving you the sweetest deals possible on our entire selection of Mazdas. Right now, get 0.9% financing on every 2022 Mazda in stock. That's right, 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get 750 finance cash and 0.9% APR on Mazda CX-9s. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. In 2022, we're saying farewell to old creditors credit issues, and looking forward to your future. Our staff is ready to get you approved today. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring us your trade. We'll give you top dollar for it. So come scoop up your sweet deal before it's too late at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See dealer for details with free credit on select models.
13: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. Over 400 family dollar stores are closed across the U.S., including in Mississippi, amid FDA warnings that products purchased at the store from January of 2021 to the present may be unsafe. An inspection of a distribution center in Arkansas found unsanitary conditions, including live and dead rodents, rodent feces and urine, evidence of gnawing and nesting throughout the facility, More than 1,100 dead rodents were recovered during fumigation last month. And now an updated report shows that officials were aware of the infestation since at least January of 2020, with at least 3,200 rats being captured between March of last year through January of this year. And when they fumigated the facility, they didn't remove products in the warehouse. More details are expected when the FDA report is finalized. I'm Kelly Bennett.
14: It's time to take a road trip down to the coast for CPR Fest 20 outside on the grounds of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum Saturday, April 2nd. Starring Mississippi's own Three Doors Down Live. Three Doors Down with Caesar. Plus Bad Flower.
0: Gerard Gibbons, welcome, welcome to our show on Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one.
15: Twenty-five years and my life is still to get up that great big deal of hope. For a destination.
3: Welcome back everyone to Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. We appreciate you tuning in to us today on this
2: hump day.
3: Alright, so more text rolling in here on the ceasefire tax line. So let's see. I just wanted to. Uh, talk again about this uh, this Mississippi Today article, uh, and th- this article basically states, suggests that with the legislature contemplating tax legislation, as uh, really as we said, it's clearly going to end up being, I think, a, a major matter of deliberation the concept itself. At least I hope it is. I hope it's not just, well, the House kills the Senate bill, the Senate kills the House bill, and end of discussion. This, Even though it's certainly possible nothing gets done this session, this conversation has got to continue in my view. And I, I, my preference, of course, would be to see something meaningful and transformational occur in this session. Let's get this done. And the Mississippi today, however, it is uh, advocating for not cutting income taxes and not proceeding with enacting the House bill, but rather expanding Medicaid, which is maybe as a major issue, I think it's fair to say, Rhino, the top such matter to Democrats expanding Medicaid. Here's what I have a problem with. So I look at this this article, and it was, by the way, it's from data. The article discusses a report that was, uh, let's see, prepared by the state economist Corey Miller and Sandra Collins, a senior economist at the University Research Center. And it analyzes the House tax cut plan, what they refer to as the gun tax cut plan, (laughs) unbelievable, And, uh, and Medicaid expansion. The article goes on to inform that this analysis has not yet been released to the public, but it has been delivered to legislative leaders. And here's what it does. There's some charts from the report that contrast real GDP change, personal income change, population change, and employment change. And there are two metrics, two figures that are charted in this, this bar chart presentation. One is Medicaid expansion. The other is what they call... And have labeled um, as the gun tax cut plan. <laughs> it's just amazing how they want to incorporate his name in it, and it's it's true. He's the primary driver of it and author attached to the legislation in the House. But I just find it interesting. Am I overreacting there that they just incorporate a person's name? Even though he is the Speaker of the House, is that relevant? It seems like it's kind of a more of a, an attack on him. And it's even in the. at best. Well, yeah, even in the legend, the green in the chart for the green bars has shown Medicaid expansion and this kind of crimson red gun tax cut. That's the legend. I, I don't know. So real GDP change personal income change, population change, employment change as graphed as presented in the charts it shows a significant increase in terms of of dollars in the in the left axis the X is in terms of hundreds of millions of dollars and then uh, the, the horizontal axis is years, 2022 out to 2027. So for is essentially six years. Well, in all these charts, Medicaid expansion has a much more positive impact in terms of dollars on real GDP and personal income change in, in this presentation. In terms of population change and measuring that and employment change, once again, the... Uh, This particular chart presents that Medicaid, this report I should say, that Medicaid expansion has a much greater effect, positive effect on population change, predicting that in 2027 the state would realize a population increase of 10,000 as a result of expanding Medicaid and looks like about 2,000 as a result of eliminating the income tax. And from an employment change perspective, similar contrast, Medicaid expansion, according to this report, shows a a very high level of increase in jobs, high number of increase in jobs, north of 10,000 for the years 2022 and in the successive years through 2027. Whereas, the chart depicts that the gun tax cut <laughs> would only increase employment, jobs, looks like about 3,000 on average per year over that six-year time period. The, the point being that, 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 that this report is attempting to make is that Medicaid expansion would have a much greater positive impact on the state of Mississippi, in those major areas of measurement, that being GDP, personal income, population, and employment, than would meaningful tax reform. We're going to create more jobs, grow our population, boost our GDP, and boost our personal income to a much greater degree by expanding Medicaid growing government than we would allowing people to keep more of their dollars. Now, one of the concerns I've always had about expanding Medicaid is exactly how many people are we talking about that would become eligible for the Medicaid program with expansion? And you know, Rhino, I think every time we've had our friend Commissioner Mike Cheney, Insurance Commissioner Mike Cheney, he and I have always discussed this matter because it's it's related to his role as, as the regulatory agency of insurance in the state. You really can't separate the two when you talk about Medicaid as an insurance, of course, and private insurance. But nonetheless, he and I have had those discussions. They've always been... I feel like, um, positive discussions, just trying to get the facts. But I've asked him this question directly. How many people? He doesn't really know. I mean, he's he, he, honestly, and I'm not being critical because he doesn't, I agree with him. I don't think enough analysis has been done at a detailed enough level to know exactly. And so one of the questions you may recall I asked in our last interview was, okay, well, how many have signed up for subsidized coverage in the Obamacare exchanges where an individual can receive uh, purchase insurance, if you will, with federal subsidies over the last two years that um, would be eligible for Medicaid. And the reason I ask that is because the bills passed by the federal government over this time period have boosted the uh, at least for the last 14 months have boosted the obamacare subsidies such that anyone with an income a household income less than 150% of the federal poverty level is able to get private coverage in the obamacare exchanges for zero premiums zero cost nothing zero how many signed up during this period when that became available that was part of the american rescue plan and and just a way to boost um it, it was just money that they just helicoptered like we said all over the place the theory being uh, people don't have work their incomes down because the pandemic shut everything down we don't want them to lose their health coverage employers were letting them go et cetera. Et cetera. so here even if your income is below 150% of the federal poverty level, you can come get private coverage for nothing. Whereas Medicaid expansion, and that's including able-bodied adults. Medicaid expansion would uh, make able-bodied adults, that's what it essentially does, eligible for Medicaid If their income, which is zero premium, income is below 138%. So what we have in place right now is actually better. How many people are taking advantage of that? Is it 225,000, as the Mississippi Today says, would sign up for Medicaid? We'll talk about this uh, when we come back some. Stay with us, middays.
5: Security Joe's warehouse is bursting at the seams, and he's having a huge sale to make room for his Hummer. For a limited time only, choose a Browning Sporter, Rawhide, Hog, or Silver Series gun safe, all with overstock price discounts. Take advantage of a special shipment of Browning Hog 49 gun capacity safes, discounted hundreds of dollars just for this sale. Whether you need a high-capacity safe for that expensive gun collection or have just a few guns, important paper, jewelry, or cash, Discount Gun Safe has something to fit any size and budget. Need it delivered? If you live less than 100 miles from the store, delivery starts at just $100. Put your tax refund to good use by purchasing a Browning safe at the lowest prices of the year. See these and other safes by visiting the showroom of Discount Gun Safe. 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl, Mississippi, or call 601-939-8233. That's 601-939-8233. At Fillmore Buick
9: GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
16: This is the opening agri-market report. At the opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, May cotton was up 43 to 120.72. July cotton was up 43 to 117.85. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, May soybeans were up 18 cents to 16.53 per bushel. July soybeans were up 15.5 to 16.45 and three quarters per bushel. May corn down 3 cents to 669 and a half per bushel. July corn down 2 cents to 663 and a quarter per bushel. At the mercantile, April live cattle was down 15 to 145.87. June live cattle was down 7 cents to 141.82. April. Feeders down fifty to one sixty eight sixty two. May feeders down seventy to one seventy three eighty two. And at the open, the Dow Jones down ninety five points, thirty three thousand five hundred one. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network.
14: It's time to take a road trip down to the coast for CPR Fest 20. Outside on the grounds so of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum, Saturday, April 2nd. Starring Mississippi's own Three Doors Down, Live. Five. Three Doors Down, with Caesar. Plus Bad Flower. Nonpoint. Society and special guest Giovanni and the Hired Guns. And check out the best local music in this state on the CPR Fest Homegrown Stage. A very limited number of reserved seats are on sale now. General admission tickets, just $35 plus Ticketmaster fees. Don't wait, get yours now at Ticketmaster.com. It's the biggest rock show of the year. Saturday, April 2nd, outside of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi.
3: Here on Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Don't forget after the uh, break at the top of the hour we've got Jay McDaniel, the Executive Director of the Mississippi Gaming Commission, and at twelve oh five on the program today, Grover Norquist. Speaking of tax and tax reform, he of course the president of Americans for Tax Reform. So I, I just wanted to dig into this a little bit more. So the Mississippi Today says, and you've heard this figure that has been uh, stated by a number of proponents of Medicaid expansion. There are 225,000 that would uh, be eligible for health coverage, you get receive some form of health coverage, that being Medicaid in this case, if Mississippi expanded. And I don't know if that figure's right or not. That's, that's my concern. Where did you get that number f- from? How did you arrive at that figure? And again, this is only, this would be, Able-bodied adults. And and able-bodied, by the way, is not my terminology. That's Medicaid's terminology. Able-bodied adults who have a household income of less than 138% of the federal poverty level. All right, so the 138%, just to let you know, for an individual, uh, quick math here, I think it's about 17,000 bucks a year in the state of Mississippi. Uh, and there, they're, that information is widely published, what the federal poverty level is based on the number of people living in a household. So you look at the federal poverty level multiplied by uh, 138, 138%, and that's how you arrive at what that figure would be. I, I don't know if that's 225,000 people or not, but again, I point out Obamacare was changed in the American Rescue Plan to allow the same pool of people to buy private coverage for nothing, to not buy it, acquire it, for nothing. Did 225,000 people go take advantage of that? The numbers don't bear that out when you look at the enrollment by state. And it, what's the reason for that? Is it because they don't know about it, or because there truly aren't two hundred twenty-five thousand people? And I'm not sure what the figure is. I, I'm just pointing that out because if that figure is not correct, that really does tear down the, <laughs> the entire argument. It doesn't work. All right. So on the other side, when you start looking at at tax reform, um, as we discussed yesterday. When you want to get down to okay well what how would this really affect our revenue going forward into the out years in particular because these economists by the way say that that if we were to implement the gun tax plan <laughs> that we're looking at uh, at some point in the future I, I'd have to look at the year exactly but it ain't too far out there six seven years out. We're looking at a, at a billion dollar deficit, deficit, meaning we spend more than we take in. Not a billion-dollar decrease in revenues, but a deficit. So how is that figure arrived at? Because reports that come from proponents of the gun tax plan, and I don't say that disrespectfully, I'm, I'm honestly kind of jumping on Mississippi Today a little bit for referring to it as that. And I'm sure they'll attack me on Twitter and all that other stuff as a result. That's fine, but um, anyhow, in that respect, how do they come up with that figure? And on proponents of of the elimination of the income tax, I, I still think, as we discussed yesterday, a deep inspection at the tax return level is required and would be extremely valuable to this discussion. And what I mean by that is these surpluses, uh, excesses, really, of revenue that the state is experiencing over the last couple of years, what is, the, what is the true core driver of that? Is it expansion of our economy? Is it people making more, th- therefore paying more taxes, and also spending more? And, and therefore generating producing more sales taxes, what's the key driver? And I think inspection at the tax return level, to see the difference in W-2s and K-1s between the, the year prior, 19, 2019, prior to 20 and 21, where we produced these huge excesses, let's look at the comparison. At the tax return level, and then let's apply these new exemptions at the tax return level and see how that shakes out in terms of the uh, the income tax that would be due and paid. Let's look at that. We're going to take a break right here because it's time for Super Talk News and Fox News. It is the top of the hour. When we return, Jay McDaniel, Executive Director of the Mississippi Gaming Commission, is here in the Super
0: Talk Studios. We'll be right back.
17: I'm Chris Foster. Ukraine's government is calling up military reservists and preparing to declare a state of emergency with Russian troops moving into the eastern part of the country. President Vladimir Zelensky.
6: The struggle is not just for the sovereignty of Ukraine, but for the future of the whole structure of safety and security in the world.
17: Russian diplomats are being withdrawn from the embassy and consulates in Ukraine. Pregnancy-related deaths went up in the U.S. in 2020, the first year of the coronavirus pandemic. The death rate for black women three times as high as white women.
1: Overall, there were 861 deaths. That's nearly 24 deaths for every 100,000 births. The report published by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention doesn't include reasons for the trend, though some experts point out possible indirect effects of COVID, including people putting off medical care and
17: virus surges straining the health care system. Fox's Lillian Wu. America's listening to Fox News. Oh, 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 oh,
13: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. One year after ice storms challenged the utility infrastructure in several parts of the state, the Public Service Commission has released the results of a report that looked into what happened. As Central District Public Service Commissioner Brent Bailey explains, they want to avoid future outages of essential services.
7: We did determine that the utilities, for the most part,
13: really did their best. They did identify some things they can do to protect critical infrastructure going forward.
7: Uh, we gave Entergy the permission to accelerate their transmission infrastructure replacement program, to accelerate movement from... 29 years replacing all their wooden transmission structures to increase decreasing it down to within 11 years at a very minimal minimal 14 cents a month impact on rates.
13: That upgrades the wind loading and ice loading standards of new components that are replacing what's been there for 30, 40, sometimes even 60 years. I think
15: the teacher's asleep. Looks like he's dreaming.
13: Man, I can't wait
6: to hang up my team mascot. <laughs> I think he's having a nightmare... No. This is just part of his lesson plan. He's trying to show us that calling Mississippi 811 before you dig is so
9: easy, you can do it with your
10: eyes closed. Call 811 two
9: days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries.
13: Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerservices.com. According to Southern Miss head football coach Will Hall, the starting quarterback position is tie keys to lose. Here's what he told WDAM.
10: Instead of being a redshirt freshman coming into spring and not having any experience, he's got four games of experience. One of them being Alabama on the road where he showed he belonged. Uh, Played really well against Grambling. Played against Troy in tough conditions. And uh, so, you know, you can see the maturity with him, how much more comfortable he is. You can see his confidence. He's a young man that's won everywhere he's been. He's really talented, and uh, he's got a bright future.
13: In those four games, Keys compiled 410 total yards and three touchdowns. The first game for the Golden Eagles is slated for September 3rd versus Liberty. Mississippi's newest city has named its first ever police chief. The city of Gluckstadt announced Monday night that Commander Wendell Watts will lead their city's police force. I'm Kelly Benny. Supertalk.fm.
0: Supertalk.fm. Your one stop for all the news that matters in the Magnolia State. Supertalk.fm. Everything you need to know at your fingertips. Supertalk.fm.
1: Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to PrimeShrimp.com to get preseason, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to
7: your door.
3: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi is back with you on this. Hump Day. Joining us now in the studio, Jay McDaniel. He's the executive director of the Mississippi Gaming Commission. Jay, thanks so much for coming in today.
18: Yeah, glad to be here.
3: All right, give us an update. How are we doing uh, so far with uh, our gaming uh, industry in the state of Mississippi and the gaming revenues to the state? And some of that, of course, and you will allow you to explain that uh, are diverted at the municipal level as well. But uh, what about the industry overall?
18: Yeah, right now, the way I describe it is healthy. Uh, our 2021 was a fantastic year statewide. The overall gaming gross gaming revenue was two point six billion, over two point six billion. Uh, the Gulf Coast had a record one point six billion uh, of that total, and wow. that was the best the coast has ever done. Wow. The two point six, the state did, was the best number since two thousand eight, since the, the recession hit and everything kind of uh, decreased for a while. But uh, just to attribute that, you know, to a lot of the post COVID, you know, people getting back out there and getting active, and a lot of visitation from out of state, which is good. We also um, just overall, you know, the tax revenue, the state gets 8% of that, so a good healthy over $200 million to the state last year, another 3 to 4% municipal and county, depending on where the uh, casino sits. So mm-hmm. it's all good news right now, and then we we have our January numbers, and January was another healthy month. We beat January of last year, so that's a good start.
3: Wow. And so our, uh, in your estimation in, in talking to uh, management of the casinos, uh, do they feel like they're sort of getting back to normal? I mean, obviously they are from a revenue perspective, or I know they're all looking for people, as everybody else is. Are they starting to get uh, some relief there to get their staffing models built back up?
18: Yeah, I think what most of them would tell you is uh, they're back. Business is back. It's, it's, it's obviously different. Yeah. There are some things I actually learned from COVID. You know, when you, you come out and you shut down your buffet and you think, oh, that's going to kill us, and you actually learn, you know, that wasn't really what was driving traffic anyway. Maybe we're going to change this to more of a, a sit-down type restaurant. And then some of our hotel policies are going to change based on, like you said, the, if we can't get in employees, we may have to change the way we, we clean rooms, and, you know, the whole hotel industry as a whole is looking at that. Yep. But uh, but overall, yeah, the, the staffing is good. You know, there's certainly minimum levels they have to maintain to comply with the, with the gaming regulations. So uh, from a gaming floor standpoint, it's pretty much business as usual on the gaming floor. I think what you're seeing is some of these amenities, the things you do outside of the floor, they're kind of changing their approach to some areas. Have they expressed,
3: so talking about the casinos and casino management, have they expressed uh, any of the headwind concerns on the economy, inflation, et cetera, is it impacting them as
18: well? Well, definitely. I think you know, for our market, we we're very much uh, tourist driven. Sixty uh, percent of our revenue on the coast in Antunica comes from out of state. Okay. Uh, so when you're looking at things like gas prices, ga- gas prices, uh, anything that affects discretionary income could have an impact. So certainly. Uh, that's the number one factor is we want people to, to be able to come here and travel and enjoy our state. And so um, while we've had a great year, that's certainly something we're looking at right now. Um, it could quickly change with inflation, gas prices, things uh, increased.
3: What about uh, any new properties or expansion that uh, you guys are working on that you can share with us?
18: Nothing right now that I can share, uh, Gerard. We have... We always have a lot of talk, a lot of things that go on before that application. It doesn't become public till that application hits my desk. Yeah. Uh, there is uh, a lot of, of, right now, our existing properties, our 26 properties, looking at ways to reinvest that capital last year, which is good. That's, that's something we like. Uh, the Borobos just recently announced that they are going to renovate all 1,700 of their rooms. Wow. Yeah, very large project, uh, changing some of their uh, restaurant stylings and things there. So right out of the gate, they announced that. It's north of $50 million um, we have some other properties that that will be announcing things i believe soon as far as just out of the ground new projects um that's something i, I hope we'll see i yeah. mean we we are a free market we have 26 casinos we have room for more if people choose to come in and and invest uh what it takes you know to compete in this market so um hopefully that's something we'll be looking for later this year all right so let's talk about this uh possibility of mobile sports betting what's the
3: latest on that
18: well, the latest that I have is as far as this legislative session, uh, there were a few bills that were at least you know mentioned that were were dropped, but I believe those are all dead now. Yeah, uh, I say I believe because you never know. Right, the, right. But it does not look like it's going to happen this session. Yeah. Uh, and just to inform your listeners, you know, the reason we have it the way we have it in 2018, when the federal ban was repealed, uh, luckily Mississippi already had on the books and statute that we could have sports betting. It was just limited to on premises. Right. Um, so. Luckily, when that uh, federal ban was was repealed, we were able to come very quickly out of the gate. We were the third state. It was – Nevada already had it. New Jersey did it. And we were number three. Yeah. And we've had very healthy what we call a retail sports betting operation where our casinos can take uh, legal bets on property. Yeah. Um, to go mobile would require a legislative change because the law says you have to be on the premises to make a bet. So uh, it would take that – the legislature passing a bill to change that, and I don't expect we'll see it in 2022 unless there was some kind of a special uh, session or some reason to um but we're seeing it all around as tennessee's doing it arkansas is in the works and louisiana just started it january 28th they went live with mobile sports betting how's it going in those states in Uh, particular louisiana very well louisiana um People have asked me, you know, are we going to we going to lose that business? Uh, of course, we're going to lose some business, uh, especially you know the fact that we have our casinos along the Gulf Coast and the river. Yeah, a lot of our, our betters are were coming from Louisiana. So, I'll put it in this terms: uh, we had about seven hundred million wagered last year on sports. That average is about two million a day. Louisiana went live January 28th. They've only reported those four numbers, those four days in January, but they did $40 million in those four days. Wow. Uh, so, you know, you're talking 20 times what we Wow. And so some of that is very likely, you know, there are people that used to come over or staying home. Sure. And I'll tell you, there's probably people from Mississippi that are driving over there because they like Good point. that mobile. Um, yeah. So uh, we're going to watch it. February will be the first month once it's over to analyze what it did month monthly but you know it's just a different form a different way of doing it that some people like um you know we still have it at our casinos still very popular so we'll see we'll see what happens yeah so uh how is that taxed
3: it's subject to the gaming tax
18: it's the exact same we it is just another game on the floor so the revenue that they make off of sports betting is taxed just like slot revenue just like table revenue how would it work if it went mobile uh, that would, again, be up to the legislature. Okay. And and that's one of the things I think, you know, from a bill's perspective, you know, maybe that's some of the discussion is yeah. if we just pass it as just another game, um, you know, it'll just go into the same pot. Maybe we want to create a different tax, you know, a, a different spending for it. So, yeah. right, the bill that dropped this year had no real change uh, as far as the taxation. So, But that could be something that could be considered in the future. Is maybe the sports betting revenue is going to go to a specific, you know, earmarked uh, location.
3: It kind of feels like, Jay, that it's just a matter of time that, that this is um, becoming so Uh, doable, I guess, with with the ubiquity of connectivity and everybody walking around with a device in their hand that can facilitate and and accommodate
18: a bet, Uh, you're just seeing this across the country, are we not? No, you're right. Um, You've got... Over half the states now either have some form of mobile sports betting or at least have legislation that's very active to, yeah. to push it, especially, uh, as I mentioned, three of our neighboring states have it now. Uh, Arkansas very soon. Uh, you know, in the Northeast, it's it's yeah. it goes like crazy. New Jersey, New York have it. Um, and I, I think you're right. I think it's a matter of time, very much like the lottery. Yeah. I mean, you know, for years and years it was kind we of said taken. no. But once we did it, you know, look how how well it's performed, yeah. and, and so I think sports betting kind of falls in that same. I think there's a day it'll be here. There is still an illegal market out there. This, you know, there there are ways to do it illegally. Yeah, that we try and control, we right. try and police it, but uh, we're we're not a large agency, and you know it's hard to, to police it all. So that's that's what I tell people is you know if you're gonna have a market for it, you might as well regulate it and get the tax benefit. Yeah,
3: sure. So is there some pushback from the industry, from the casino, the gaming industry?
18: Uh, I'm not aware of of really – I don't know if I'd call it pushback, but I will say we have 26 different casinos. Sure. Um, I don't know if every one of them has the same view. Uh, So whether one might say, yeah, absolutely, we want to do this, and another might say, and we're we're either not ready or we we want to wait and evaluate. Um, I didn't see a lot of heavy lobbying against it really one way or the other.
13: Okay.
3: Just so we just need to get the legislature to pull the trigger. and
18: Yeah, it's really just, I, I don't know if it's a matter of just not high priority, really. You know, we, we had a lot on the, yeah. in the session going on, and I think it just boils down to when's that session where it's really, okay, someone's going to take this and, and cross the goal line with well, it, not to use a terrible.
3: You know, i got to tell you, when you're talking about something that could generate revenue for the state, uh, I think... Uh, I, I might be inclined to to recommend the governor if he sees that the votes are there, call a special session like we did with the lottery under Governor Bryant, and spend a couple of days and get that done. It'd be worth it in my view. So we'll see where all that goes. But I think you're probably right. It it just didn't come into the session as one of the uh, the higher priority measures or or efforts, and and so it just kind of it just kind of fizzles out. Right. I think that's what happens a lot. But that's Sometimes, when you got a three month session and 3,000 bills that get dropped right. before it's all over with. Jay, appreciate you coming in, sir. and Thanks for all the good work you do. And really uh, pleased to hear the good news on the industry. It's good for the state of Mississippi. Well,
18: thank you, George. Appreciate yep. it.
3: Thank you, Jay. Jay McDaniel, executive director of the Mississippi Gaming Commission, has been with us. We'll take a break here and come back. we got Grover Norquist at 1205. He's the president of Americans for Tax Reform and uh, some tickets to give away. Stay with us. No.
15: You're never gonna make me cry Just stop, and stop Tell me Just who do you think
1: Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today.
6: For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass, they'll come out and give you a free estimate
10: Find new roads. Richard Carlson. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The talk
0: that keeps Mississippi talking. we
10: rolling. Hit it. Go.
15: Play it.
0: Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Everyone, midday Super Talk, Mississippi. Rocking into this segment with the tubes and the Dow is turned positive. Man, it's just volatility. That is the name of the game with the markets because in the private sector, what drives the private sector with respect to investing, expanding, hiring? It's faith, confidence, and certainty. And when that does not exist, when such an environment is unstable and there is instability, well, the lack of visibility and certainty, you hunker down. That's what happens. And that's what we have going on in this country right now, for sure, with this Ukraine situation, with inflation, with the Fed Policy with respect to interest rates, and a dang president and vice president that, I just got to say it, they're just clueless. They just don't, they don't exude faith, confidence, and certainty. Do they? Not at all. Uh, And I don't think, I think that's discounted. What we hear from the left is, well, they're just good people and they're not Donald Trump and... You know, we don't have all the, the toxic tweets. and
2: uh, all I could the, sure go for some mean tweets if they'd knock a dollar off a gallon of oh, gas. Oh, man, I'm telling you.
3: And, and then you hear, uh, well, well, they adhere to the law. Donald Trump, he flouted the law. You been to the border? How about that law? Is that being flouted? How How about laws against hurting people and taking their stuff. And these left-wing, woke activist DAs are enabling that. They are facilitating it. Where's the president? Where's the vice president? Why don't they speak up? And they're quick to say, you know, we're not really for this defunding the police deal. That's what old Jen Saki, the chief propagandist for the Tokyo Rose for the Biden administration. But why doesn't he speak up about the dead gum DA in L.A. and San Francisco and New York, the Manhattan DA in particular? Why doesn't he speak up about that? Okay, you say you're not for defunding the police. Fair enough. But why don't you call attention to the fact that Folks are scared in these cities. Should be scared in cities in this state as well. Because crime is out of control. I don't know. You just don't hear anything. And people are happiest when the economy is good. And right now, we keep getting told how great it is. How inflation's good for us. Yeah, we've heard that, and we've got a Passed this ridiculous bill back broker plan, but yesterday, if who you pro- else is going
2: to fund the climate core? <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> yesterday, even the president said that defending freedom will have costs. We need to be honest about that. He said that. And Kamala, oh gosh, over the weekend in Munich, where I felt she embarrassed this country said, when American stands for her principles and all those things we hold dear, it requires putting ourselves out there in a way that we may incur some cost. In other words, don't blame me or us when you're paying seven bucks a gallon here, which is being predicted now by some, depending on the outcome in this Ukraine situation. But Weakness and wokeness, I believe, are driving the Biden agenda, and then day one, shutting down the XL pipeline, was just a bad move and canceling all these drilling leases and uh, really fomenting all this anti-fossil fuels effort and policy, and Declaring day one that climate change has to be a central theme across the spectrum of government in every agency.
2: While giving exactly zero seconds of time to discussing or debating the pros and cons of something like nuclear power. Totally agree.
3: It's why why, uh, Germany is in the pickle they are. You recall, they got rid of it, and now they're essentially cutting a deal with with Russia, to supply them with natural gas to power the country. And they did announce yesterday that they're not going to proceed with the final implementation. They didn't say permanently. They just said right now of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. But honestly, how does that help America? I don't think it does. I'm not sure that that's – it may be a sanction you're trying to impose to – to elicit some sort of action by Russia to stand down and not invade and, and and not commit a minor incursion as he described it. But in terms of the the global supply of gas, which affects the entire price the worldwide price, that doesn't help America. That's what he's saying here. You know, we've got to defend freedom. We've got to be honest about that. So You might be paying a higher price. I think they're celebrating that. Isn't that what they want? You won't be able to consume as much fossil fuel because you can't afford it. And they'll be high-fiving. And they'll be doing it without a damn mask on, too. I mean, seriously. Oh, man. It's just unbelievable. So... I hope this guy's better at managing this situation than he is in shutting down the virus because he didn't do that. And who's the president, by the way? Why did we send Kamala to Munich to meet with our European ally leaders?
2: Well, I mean, the president has a hard enough time not calling a lid at 3 p.m., so imagine jet lag would have him out of action for 72 hours.
3: Why Why did he not go himself? Is it not important enough? He sends her? He really ought to keep her off the world stage in my view. Let her do something else, if that's even possible. I, I'm afraid the only thing she really understands is diversity. She doesn't know about markets. She doesn't know about She knows all well about the...
2: arresting and putting people in jail for smoking pot at the same time <laughs> she was Exactly smoking pot.
3: According to her own admission.
2: Oh yeah. So,
3: I, I don't know, it It really hurts us to shut down the Nord Stream pipeline, because that figures into the global supply of gas, it's not helping us. And what principles are we standing on here? For what? I, I'm, it's confusing, honestly. I don't know what the end goal objective is. So the President did impose some sanctions yesterday. That was the big uh, the big news, and it was kind of hard to really figure out how these will have any impact, but a couple of their big banks are prohibited from processing transactions in U.S. dollars, the VEB bank, um, and that's, uh, that's actually Russia's military bank, one of them, and also the PSB, that's another. So it's two of their big banking institutions financial institutions were, were essentially cut out of transactions involving US dollars and also the um, the United States will will cut off Russia the Russian government from tapping Western financing they can't sell bonds can't raise money can't can't issue debt to do so for capital for the country okay I'm and not an
2: expert in international sanctions but this is starting to sound an awful lot like the same sanctions that were put in place after putin invaded crimea and georgia right and he hadn't left either of those they are very similar the other one that was a little perplexing was
3: um said biden said the adult children of members of putin's inner circle share the corrupt gains of the kremlin's policy and so they ought to share in the pain as well so they're gonna target these so called Russian elites? I'm not exactly sure and he didn't disclose the details of that, just said they would. But I'm I'm scratching my head trying to figure out how do we benefit from this? How do how do we get something out of that? We'll take a break right here on middays. We got more to talk about. Gonna get back on the state tax deal as well.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 30% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, high near 68. Tonight, a 20% chance of rain, low around 61. Your Thursday, a 30% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 79. And for your finally Friday, 30% chance of rain, high only the 54. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871.
5: Sleeping on an adjustable mattress set has tremendous health benefits. Find relief from lower back pain, poor circulation, asthma, or arthritis pain. An adjustable base can transform your sleep and your life. Still need another reason to try one? Right now, save up to $400 on a Sealy Adjustable Mattress Set at Miskelly Sleep Store. And with 60 months financing, payments are easy and no cash is required. Try one at Miskelly Sleep Store, where you'll always find a better night's sleep gun safe says the browning safes have arrived too many in fact security joe's warehouse is bursting at the seams and he's having a huge sale to make room for his hummer for a limited time only choose a browning sporter rawhide hog or silver series gun safe all with overstock price discounts take advantage of a special shipment of browning hog 49 gun capacity safes discounted hundreds of dollars just for this sale Whether you need a high-capacity safe for that expensive gun collection or have just a few guns, important paper, jewelry, or cash, Discount Gun Safe has something to fit any size and budget. Need it delivered? If you live less than 100 miles from the store, delivery starts at just $100. Put your tax refund to good use by purchasing a Browning safe at the lowest prices of the year. See these and other safes by visiting the showroom of Discount Gun Safe, 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl, Mississippi, or call 601-939-8233. That's 601-939-8233.
13: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. One year after ice storms challenged the utility infrastructure in several parts of the state, the Public Service Commission has released the results of a report that looked into what happened. As Central District Public Service Commissioner Brent Bailey explains, they want to avoid future outages of essential services.
7: We did determine that the utilities, for the most part,
13: really did their best. They did identify some things they can do To protect critical infrastructure going forward, Uh, we gave Entergy the permission to
7: accelerate their transmission infrastructure replacement program to accelerate movement from. 29 years replacing all their wooden transmission structures to decrease decreasing it down to within 11 years at a very minimal minimal 14 cents a month impact on rates
13: that upgrades the wind loading and ice loading standards of new components that are replacing what's been there for 30 40 sometimes even 60 years
2: this is jake Mangum, not some actor wearing a red shirt whenever i was up to bat at msu i would see farm bureau insurance They supported me then, and they take care of me now. I couldn't ask for more supportive teammates. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team.
3: Join me, Gerard Gibbard, and Super Talk Mississippi Live from MEC's Capital Day on Thursday, March the 3rd at the Mississippi Trademark. MEC Capital Day will feature legislative updates from elected officials, legislators, and business leaders so that you can find out what's happening in our state. To register, go to MEC.ms. That's MEC.ms.
0: Okay, is everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbett on Super Talk Mississippi.
15: What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me.
3: Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are so pleased that you are enjoying the middle of your day with us.
2: So, did I hear the weather right? 79 tomorrow? Is that what I heard? I think the weather man's been having a drink or something. Because I checked the, <laughs> the weather app this morning before we got on the air, and the high said today in Jackson it was okay. going to be 70. But then I look at the hour-by-hour hour breakdown, and the highest it gets 57. Okay. So I'm all kinds of confused as to what the highs and lows are supposed to be, according to the weatherman. I'm not down for 70 today. I don't see that happening. I don't think so. Now, I just checked, and it uh, looks like, depending on where you are in the Magnolia State, highs could creep up to the mid-70s, okay. the farther south you go. Mm. But, uh, yeah, not seeing not seeing a whole lot there. Well,
3: uh, we'll just kind of stick around for that. But sometimes you have those those blasts of cold air that comes in after fronts move through, and it just takes a while for them to drift a little further south. Sometimes they never make it that far. But we got an eye on it. This on the C-SPIRE text line, we were talking about the... Uh, money for infrastructure improvements and so forth earlier on, and and this big chunk of ARPA money and the money being allocated by the legislature. I don't feel like my tax dollars from South Mississippi should pay for City of Jackson's water problems, or they had millions in the budget and they've lost it. Where'd the millions go? I never could get through when you were interviewing. That would be Senator uh, Blunt yesterday who was talking about using – he, he was talking about allocating some of the excess monies in terms of r- revenues generated by the state the last couple of years in particular, which uh, the last fiscal year, 2020, the last full fiscal year, ended June 30th, 2021, produced uh, right at a billion-dollar excess surplus, in based on Current reports from the Legislative Budget Office, the most recent report, we're on a similar run rate this year to generate a billion-dollar-plus surplus. And so Senator Blunt had just indicated that he opposed any sort of tax reductions and did not support even the Senate bill, which honestly doesn't provide a great deal of tax relief, but that he would rather see the government... Invest that money in government type services uh, such as infrastructure. And he just mentioned the city of Jackson. He represents, of course, part of the city of Jackson, which is in dire need, no question, certainly of water infrastructure and road as well. Uh, and so, anyhow, to answer the question, so you remember, Rhino, right I asked him, is there anything, any sort of legal obstacles? To just appropriate money from the state directly to a city like that is there anything that is required to accomplish that and he, and he and said no that i mean it's the legislature votes accordingly and it i asked because i honestly didn't know there was something that some sort of hurdle that had to be overcome so anyhow the the Point being, to this, this person who sent this text in, we really haven't done that. I mean, that's so there's not, like, millions of dollars of state money that was appropriated to the city of Jackson for such purpose that's just disappeared. And that, of course, if it's state money, public money, is subject to audit. And when it disappears or it's not used in accordance with statute, that does become... A problem from an audit perspective and and so that really hasn't been a problem and I hear you, you this person text in and says they're not good stewards of money. they should be held accountable. I know they they're in need agree and so if in fact the legislature were to see fit and vote for allocation of money to go to cities like this, well of course that needs to be done with oversight with proper oversight it should not just be deposited in city accounts if you will in my view and uh and just available for them to then allocate it and distribute it out and expend it from city accounts that should not be that should be done in a more controlled fashion which would be fairly simple to set up honestly and we would rely on the state auditor in the office of Shad White, uh, to keep tabs on that. And that is, by the way, is is directly within the purview and the scope of the audit function, is to ensure that public monies are spent as appropriated, as intended, and as uh, enacted. So anyhow, that Whether or not it's a good idea to do that, that's a different story. I'm simply making the point that there are ways to ensure. And when they're not, good grief seems like every other day we got Shad showing up with another story of somebody that inappropriately used public money. And he does not hesitate to expose them, to prosecute, take proper action. What do we have, a Hines County election official here recently that got, you see that story, that got money that was uh, inappropriately used again, used for personal use, I believe, as opposed to um, funding additional expenses associated with conducting elections during the pandemic. And and so he exposed that, and I believe, I want to say arrests have been made in that particular case. yeah. Yeah so anyhow that's what's going on there
2: goes to show how hard it is for the weatherman in the magnolia state we have on the ceasefire text line from Stephen in corinth it's 39 degrees oh wow wow uh let's see several from the gulf coast chiming in that they are in the mid to upper 70s especially uh, liberty is 73 midnights around or i uh, know what is this one michael in brookhaven says the 70 high was probably at midnight i was actually awake at midnight and it wasn't 70 it was in the Fifties, <laughs> so I couldn't figure it out. It did get cooler though. Oh yeah, between the time we went to bed and woke up. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Went to bed with the AC on, woke up at three in the AM, going all right. I need to turn that off. Same deal. Yeah, same experience. On
3: the C text line, they should raise their city taxes and fix it themselves. And you know, I I certainly won't argue with the notion that municipalities ought to be self sufficient. Here's the problem, though. Just to be honest with respect to the city of Jackson raise taxes on what? See, that's the problem. All you got to do is drive through the city to see the abandoned and dilapidated structures that if they were occupied and in use would and improved would be paying property taxes, which is the primary source of, uh, of uh, funding for such infrastructure. They're just there's nothing to tax. And then you look at the citizens And their spending power to generate sales taxes, which is another big source of revenue, of course, and particularly to cities. Sales taxes, the diversions, sales taxes get collected, remitted to the state, and then their formulas for diverting chunks of that back to the cities. That's their source of revenue. It's how they operate. Well, you don't have any people with money that have it to spend, and. They're not a lot to go spend it on, even if you come from the neighboring counties, if you think about that, because of so much that has moved out. it's It really is a uh, an interesting, vicious cycle, if you think about it. So what's the... And
2: there the, are trends that have changed in the last few decades as far as how people interact with their day-to-day life and how they shop and how they get their gross and different things like that, because there are a handful of cities in the magnolia state that see a precipitous increase during the day for people coming in to the city to work like for example i think it's tupelo that they've, they've got a population around 30 35 forty thousand at night but in the daytime it's over a hundred thousand yeah jackson's very similar it has a higher daytime population than nighttime population so you got a lot of people looking at the numbers going well there's there's 150,000 people in this city. Where's all the tax money? Well, they're, they're going to the surrounding areas and getting their groceries. They're not getting them while they're in town working Yeah, the way you did just a decade and a half ago.
3: I think there's no question that that is a dynamic at play. And that's not just in Tupelo or Jackson, no. but it's across the country. So-called bedroom communities have sprouted up. and. And so that's where the big property taxes are because that's where the expensive residences are that pay those property taxes. And, of course, people that reside there generally have more expensive vehicles and they have more expensive car tax and that generates more taxes to to uh, uh, fund the schools. I mean, that's the vicious circle, honestly. It's all about the economy. It's all about the economic base. So the question is, what can we do to improve and grow the economic base, not only in Jackson? But across the whole state. That's one of the factors and the uh, perceived benefits and promoted benefits of this tax reform bill coming out of the House. That's what it's all about. Sheik from 1978 pumping us out of this segment. We'll come back with more. We got uh, Grover Norquist at (laughs) 1205.
0: Batteries Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus for free auto battery testing and free installation, too, on most
9: vehicles at most locations. See BatteriesPlus.com for details.
3: We've got hand-washing stations with soap, paper towels, and water, and we've also got hand sanitizers to rent or sell.
1: Please give us a call, 601-879-3969. This
16: so the Midday AgriMarket Report. Growth Energy and EPA have reached a settlement agreement on a number of pending Renewable Fuel Standard lawsuits. Any hopes by biofuel producers for the EPA to finalize already late Renewable Fuel Standard volumes this spring may have ended as the agency struck a Settlement with Growth Energy this week. That requires the EPA to finalize the 2021 and 2022 volumes by June the 3rd. With a number of outstanding lawsuits and threats of lawsuits pending, Growth Energy announced a settlement on Tuesday as the biofuels industry waits for EPA to finalize a broad set of RFS actions announced in December. The settlement, which is scheduled to post to the Federal Register on today, will be subject to a 30-day public comment period. Growth Energy filed a complaint back on February the eighth in the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia as part of the settlement process. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agrinews Network.
14: It's time to take a road trip down to the coast for CPR Fest twenty outside on the grounds of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum Saturday, April second, Starting Mississippi's own Three Doors Down live. Five. Five. Plus bad flower. Non-point. Dead Court Society. And special guest Giovanni and the Hired Guns. Check out the best local music in this state on the CPR Fest Homegrown Stage. A very limited number of reserved seats are on sale now. General admission tickets, just $35 plus Ticketmaster fees. Don't wait. Get yours now at Ticketmaster.com. It's the biggest rock show of the year. Stop. Stop. Saturday, April 2nd, outside of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi.
6: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: It's so awesome. Middays with Gerard Gibbett. Come on. Let's get on with the show. Yes. On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Here on midday, Super Talk Mississippi. We thank you so much for joining us today. So, question on the ceasefire text line: William and Brandon wants to know who audits the city of Jackson. So, uh, pretty sure I get I got this right here. In accordance with state statute, the municipalities are able to hire private CPA firms, public accounting firms, to conduct what's called an audit of the accounts. And they are to do that in accordance with audit policies and procedures as prescribed by the Office of the State Auditor. So that's fairly common, honestly, uh, across the nation. And then those reports are published for public review, of course, and and, uh, accepted and approved by city council, city government, municipal government, and they are also submitted to the state auditor and uh, recorded there. But it is the auditor who is charged with the responsibility. So, um, you know, William, I I hear what you're you're getting at, and no, hiring an out-of-state auditor wouldn't really make a difference. And, you know, it's suggesting, I think, that these independent CPA firms would compromise their integrity and their professional standards and obligations as as public accountants, certified public accountants, and somehow be, I think is what you may be uh, suggesting here, William, the, the concern about possible collusion and corroboration. Honestly, I got to tell you, having been in that industry, that's a stretch, and I, I just... That's not where I think the crux of the problem is. But here's the other thing to keep in mind. There's no accountability in an audit for poor management of finance. If the the finance and the balance sheet and the revenues and the expenses are done in accordance with law, that's all the auditor can say. They can certainly make some recommendations, and it's 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 a, a typical inclusion, what's called a, a, a management analysis report. They can certainly make recommendations on internal controls, primarily in, involving uh, the accounting systems and, and record-keeping and policies of an organization. That's part of their job as is, is part of an audit. But if they're just mismanaging it, just not smart. And I mean by that smartly, not not mismanaging it from a fraud uh, perspective, or right abuse. like that's
2: how you wind up with schools or school administration offices around the Magnolia State. I'm looking at you. You know who you are. Yeah, that have a closet full of laptops or printers or old computers and stuff. That well, we got to use it or lose it on the budget. And it's coming up to the end of the fiscal year, and we still got ten grand that we got to use on computers. Let's go buy a whole bunch of computers real quick, even though we got nowhere to put them, nowhere to use them. Good point. Per- perfectly legal, not and, against the law, and the but auditor, a mismanagement of funds.
3: So all the auditor says is, "Okay, I got an invoice here. It says you bought a computer. Can you show me that computer?" And, I, and I'm simplifying it, but in general, and they say, "Yeah, a serial number here. There's a serial number. It's in the closet," as Rhino suggests. Okay,
2: pass. So. And in fairness, that's not just schools. That's That's pretty much everybody getting money from the government is looking at their budget that way. Yes. I I can give a a great personal
3: example, if if I may, here. And this goes back to 1996, okay? Department of Human Services. And I'm not picking on them. I'm just giving an example, okay? Because you're right, Rhino. This is not something unique to any agency or district or municipality or any public sector entity. But... They received federal money and some state money to implement some systems to run two of the programs that they are responsible for administering. We're talking about human services now. And systems had to be installed from ground up in every single DHS office in the state, and there is at least one in every county, and I want to say there are a couple of counties that had multiple offices. So this is where one would go to get service by human services uh, for the various services they, that they offer, the various welfare programs and so forth. Well, this there was deadlines on getting this money spent. Just as you said, they procrastinated, procrastinated, they do the RFP, my co- RFP, fully blown, competitively bid RFP, my company wins it, We work our rears off for two months to do it within the deadlines to get the funding from the Fed, about $6 bucks. Never used it. Perfectly legal. Got paid. I felt so bad about it. I went to Auditor Phil Bryant at the time, and he said, you know, Gerard, I'll never forget this. There's no accountability for stupidity. (laughs) That's what he told me. (laughs) Honestly. That's how it works. You're right. Over and over again. Stay with us. We got Grover Norquist with Americans for Tax Reform coming up after the break.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com.
17: I'm Chris Foster. Jurors are deliberating the federal civil rights case against three former Minneapolis police officers at the scene of George Floyd's deadly arrest.
4: Derek Chauvin pled guilty in the federal case as part of a plea deal and who was convicted in the state's criminal case.
17: The three former officers also face state charges in his death. Fox's Jeff Manasso. Another cyber attack is reported on some bank and government websites in Ukraine. And with the Russian troops moving into the country, Russian diplomats are leaving.
13: The Russian foreign ministry says there are concerns for their safety. The Russian flag is no longer flying over the Russian embassy in Kyiv. As world leaders wait for President Putin's next move, the Russian leader has insisted he remains open to further diplomatic talks. But, he warned, Russia's interests and security are indisputable.
17: Fox's Simon Owen. America's listening to Fox News.
4: The best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Home-style plates full of catfish, shrimp and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out DoorDash or Grubhub. Call
13: 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The White House is warning energy prices are going to go up because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson told Fox's America's Newsroom that it's also Biden administration policies that are driving prices higher.
10: Biden administration, Democrat policies, they are what's costing Americans and American consumers dearly. It's their policies. Now, they want to blame Putin, and Putin will obviously share the blame here. It's tragic that the course he's taken.
13: Democrats have pushed a transition away from fossil fuels. Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith agrees that Biden policies are to blame for inflation in general.
8: You know, this time last year, we tried to tell the Biden administration not to pour trillions of dollars into this economy. The basic fundamentals of economics have to work. A high schooler taking an economics class to figure this out, but the White House can't. I'm Kelly Bennett. Hello, this is Rosie the Skunk for Atmos Energy. You might think I make a bad smell. I mean, of course you do. Why wouldn't you? After all, I'm a skunk. But my stinky fragrance is nothing compared to the rotten egg smell of a gas leak, because that could be dangerous. So if you think you smell a leak or encounter other signs, such as hearing a hissing or blowing sound, or seeing a vapor cloud, blowing dirt, or bubbling water, do not smoke, talk on the phone, turn on or off equipment or vehicles, or do anything that could cause a spark. Leave the area immediately. Then call 911 and Atmos Energy. Atmos Energy will send a trained technician to investigate the situation. Take it from a skunk. Gas leaks just plain stink. Seriously, there's no gray area here. When dealing with gas leaks, it's black and white. (laughs) Yep, that's a little skunk humor there. For more information, visit atmosenergy.com slash gas safety this month
13: legislation that would have provided more money for members of the legislature was killed on a motion to reconsider calendar during an interview with paul gallo on super talk mississippi senator chad mcmahon took umbrage with those who've referred to it as a pay increase
10: paul that's disingenuous there was no there was never a salary increase before us that, that's not what the bill was. The state senators and legislators, we make $10,000 a year. That's the salary. The salary has not changed since 1987. And, Paul, I'm going to call you out on that because you know you're being disingenuous. There is a $1,500 a month business expense because we have to pay for different things for office expense when we're out of session. And they had talked about raising that $1,500 for three more months out of the year, which would have been $4,500. And it would not have taken place until January of twenty.
13: The legislature operates on a part time schedule with each session accounting for three months of the year.
10: It's
14: time to take a road trip down to the coast for CPR Fest 20. Outside on the grounds of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum, Saturday, April 2nd. Starring Mississippi's own Three Doors Down, live. Three Doors Down with Cedar. Plus bad flower. Non-point. Dead Court Society. And special guest Giovanni and the Hired Guns. Check out the best local music in this state on the CPR Fest Homegrown Stage. A very limited number of reserved seats are on sale now. General admission tickets, just $35 plus Ticketmaster fees. Don't wait. Get yours now at Ticketmaster.com. It's the biggest rock show of the year. It's awesome. Saturday, April 2nd, outside of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi. To all the folks in the Capital
11: City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
0: And now, now. the talk that keeps Mississippi talking.
6: That's what I like listening to.
0: You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: We are back on midday, Super Talk Mississippi. Rocking into the afternoon hour of the program today. We've got Grover Norquist, the president of Americans for Tax Reform, joining us. Thanks for coming on, Grover.
20: Absolutely. Good to be with you.
3: Yes, sir. So we've been talking this morning, as we have quite a bit uh, during our present legislative session. About the efforts to reform the tax structure here in the state of Mississippi. And we've got uh, two uh, rather different approaches, I think it's fair to say, coming from the House, which uh, truly does provide tax relief and is transformational in nature. And I think one that is coming from the Senate that's kind of a box checker, if you will, that just says, yep, we cut taxes, and uh, although uh, slightly, and uh, really, I don't think, could be described as, as a transformational effort whatsoever. Uh, and before I let you respond, just wanted you to know that um, I thoroughly enjoyed your article in the Wall Street Journal February 13th mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I think I caught you on uh, one of the programs. Could have been Larry Kudlow. Always enjoy uh, seeing you on there with uh, Mr. Kudlow. Uh, in the title of the article, States Get Serious About Tax Cuts. And I enjoyed that and thought it was spot on. What do you think about our efforts here? And and clearly we're not alone in this effort. Many other states, as you discussed in the article, are pursuing uh, tax reform as well.
20: Yeah, this is a situation where Mississippi is thinking about phasing its income tax down to zero. Governor Tate Reeves ran on that campaign he has reiterated that this is his goal, which is to phase the personal income tax down to zero uh, so that it would join the eight states that now have no income tax at all. Uh, and there are a number of states that are inches away from having no income tax. New Hampshire uh, has passed a law that will take them to completely zero. Uh, North Carolina's passed a law that takes them so close to zero they'll just they can fall out of bed and be at zero
15: yeah.
20: uh, same thing with Arizona taking the rate down to two and a half percent over a few years and then from there it's very easy to go uh, to zero so Mississippi is surrounded by states Tennessee Florida Texas that have no personal income tax now uh, and more states are looking to follow that path Louisiana's passed a bill that over 15 years phases their income tax down depends on how strong the economy is it could be at zero could just take it down part way yeah but uh louisiana is on path towards downwards to towards zero uh so when people decide we're going to invest in america and then they decide they want to invest in a right to work state then they've got choices and some of them have no income taxes and some of them do yeah. And some of them have no income have an income tax now, but they're getting rid of theirs. Well, if I'm building a factory, if I know that you're five years or six years away from zero, that's not a big deal. But if I just think you've got okay low taxes compared to California, um, I'll pick the one that's zero or that's on the way to zero. North Carolina is about to go to zero. I don't know when they're going to get there, but it's not that long from now. That's a pretty easy uh, pick to make. I don't have to pick Florida. I can go to North Carolina if for some reason I wanted to do the one. So in the context of many states moving to where, where the governor and the state legislature, Iowa announced, governor said we're going to go from 6.5 top rate to 4% flat rate. And the Senate said, and we're going to 0.2. And she said, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, and the House will follow along with that uh, leadership. The governor of uh, Oklahoma said, hey, I'm going to have a significant tax cut, and by the way, we're on our way to zero. This is the start. This is not get. This is not the end of the conversation. Uh, the governor of and the Senate in West Virginia passed a bill to phase it down to zero. The House came back and said, "How about ten percent across the board for year one to start?" They're debating that, but both of those guys are on the road to zero. Uh, North Dakota, the uh, Senate uh, the House voted to phase to zero, and so there we've got a lot of states that are part way there. Uh, and and, that, have, and that have made the commitment, we're going that direction. So it's not like Mississippi, well, maybe we've got zero, maybe we don't. Who cares? It's all the difference in the world between what jobs and investment over the next 10 years flow to Mississippi or don't. Um, and so that's the context in which all this conversation is going on. We saw at the international level when the Republicans and President Trump cut the corporate rate, nationally from thirty five percent, highest in the world, highest higher than communist China. That's how stupid it was under Obama, higher than communist China, uh, down to twenty-five to 21%. twenty-one percent. Mm-hmm. He went to Trump only to fifteen, we got to twenty-one. Mm-hmm. That was okay competitive. It wasn't fifteen or ten.
15: Yeah.
20: Um, which a number of countries in Eastern Europe were down towards eight, nine, ten. 10 uh, so which is where you'd want to be, to be really competitive. China's at 15 for its competitive industries. Yeah, We're at 21. They're at 15 for the ones that matter. We need to go lower than we're at uh, there. But then once you decide to come to the United States, you got 50 states to choose from. And Mississippi has to decide, are you going to say, me, 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 yeah. and make the case? Or you go, well, you know, we're th- still thinking about it. Um, and that's the debate that we're having. That The, the, the uh, House... Uh, The governor has been very emphatic. We're going to zero, we're going to zero, we're going to zero, we're going to to get rid of it. Uh, But the Senate, the House has passed a bill, wrote it, passed it, got, what, 98 to 12, if I remember the numbers correctly? Yeah, overwhelming. Overwhelming vote for it. Um, And looking at it, a family of four, a family making $40,000 a year, would see a $1,500, $1,513 tax cut under the House bill. Which is the beginning of a phase out to
15: zero.
20: Yep. And and you don't have to then touch it anymore. Once you pass, if the Senate passed the House bill, we would be then on a path to zero. You don't have to pass any more legislation. You can go play golf all day, and every year (laughs) that income tax would go down as you add economic growth, uh, down to zero. Uh, The Senate Instead of passing something, just passing the House bill, which would have been fine, or something like the House bill and then negotiating, that'd be fine too. There are lots of ways to get to zero. Uh, Some take longer than others. Some have different reasons for them. But the Senate passed a plan which was, we're not going to zero because all the goodies that were put into the House plan in order to get the votes to also go to zero are handed out up front and that's
15: it. (laughs) They don't
20: do... The reform they don't put us on a path to zero. There's, it, instead of getting a $1,500 plus tax cut in year one with the House plan, the Senate plan is $260 cut. Yeah, cut. It's cut. It's like the Utah cut. You know, the, the Utah did a little cut. They cut their income tax from 5.95% to 5.85%. <laughs> you can't even see it uh, from 10 feet away. Um, and the, 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 the Mississippi Senate plan looks like the Utah thing. You wonder, why did you wake up in the morning <laughs> and do that? It doesn't do anything.
15: Yeah.
20: Um, it wasn't worth the time and the effort and the paper to print it on to get that done because it's set up to never be revisited.
15: Yeah.
20: It's not the beginning of something. That in uh, West Virginia, the House says, we're going to cut 10% and we'll come back. And we think we can do 20. We'll do 20. But I agree, 10 like, we can start with. Yeah. Well, you want to do twenty? They went back to the Senate. You want to do twenty percent? Just cut them right now across the board, and then we do it again. Um, they're having a robust discussion about how are we get into zero. How are we get into zero? That Senate bill in the House is designed as if you never wanted to go any further. Never mind to zero. You right. Never want to have another That's tax cut right. for years. Uh, whereas the House bill is ten years to zero, and would make Mississippi the talk of the town in the whole country. Um, I hope that the Senate uh, will follow uh, Tate Reeves, the governor's point, let's get a plan that takes us to zero, Uh, where Philip Gunn, the speaker, has designed and passed now a path to zero. The Senate does not have a path to zero. The Senate has a few very small, $260 uh, instead of $1,500 in year one, and then nothing else, okay? Um, That's not a path to growth. Right. It's not a path to competitiveness. It's kind of set up as a blocker, as if it was trying to block further progress. And um, Why would you structure it the way they did? Um, the arguments you get, which you've heard, is that, oh, we don't have enough money. Well, the state economist um, used a little formula, but they plugged in the wrong numbers. Okay? I heard. And by plugging in the wrong numbers, they said, oh, there's a deficit. When... The speaker of the house said, "Could you please plug in the correct numbers? Yep. We don't have 6.5. They used the wrong
3: baseline. Uh, yep, yeah, brilliant Yep. Exactly. We got a break it's right seven, here. It's 7. It's 7 billion, right? 7, not 6.5. Exactly. We got a break right here. You can hang with us though, right? Yep. Yep. We got Grover Norquist, the uh, president of Americans for Tax Reform on the line. We'll come back and uh, continue this discussion about income tax reform in the state of Mississippi after this break."
15: Every time I look around Every time I look around Every time I look around It's in my face
0: One Mississippi,
11: two Mississippi. (laughs) There are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta. We're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products, and more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank. In your corner, member FDIC.
6: America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Outlander at Ridgeland, Mitsubishi. Get high style without the high price. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today, starting at $26,095. Get the 30 $3,500 Five hundred dollars over book value for the trip during the spring sales event at Ridgeland, Mitsubishi. Get Thunderstruck. MSRP based on Outlander ES2WD. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. Important restrictions and rules apply to retail retailer for limited warranty and more details. Offer ends three thirty one twenty two. The best made-to-order lunch in
4: Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Goal Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283.
0: At Batteries Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online for fast and reliable phone and
11: tablet repair. Learn more at BatteriesPlus.com.
5: Discount gun Safe says the Browning safes have arrived. Too many, in fact. Security Joe's warehouse is bursting at the seams, and he's having a huge sale to make room for his Hummer. For a limited time only, choose a Browning Sporter, Rawhide, Hog, or Silver Series Gun Safe, all with overstock price discounts. Take advantage of a special shipment of Browning Hog 49 gun capacity safes, discounted hundreds of dollars just for this sale. Whether you need a high-capacity safe for that expensive gun collection or have just a few guns, important paper, jewelry, or cash, Discount Gun Safe has something to fit any size and budget. Need it delivered? If you live less than 100 miles from the store, delivery starts at just $100. Put your tax refund to good use by purchasing a Browning safe at the lowest prices of the year. See these and other safes by visiting the showroom of Discount Gun Safe, 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl, Mississippi, or call 601-939-8233. That's 601-939-8233.
1: the new degree of comfort
11: got over here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to nine breaking news quick shots analysis all right here on Super talk Jackson
0: 97.3 now back to middays with Gerard here on Super talk Mississippi.
3: Welcome back to Middays, everyone. Super Talk Mississippi. We've got uh, Grover Norquist on the line with us. He is the president of Americans for for Tax Reform. So uh, you were talking, Grover, before we went to break, and I agree with you. that The concern out of the Senate is that uh, reducing or eliminating income taxes and the the other tax reforms as well, such as the state uh, essentially picking up half of the cost of a car tag, uh, for uh, vehicles in the state of Mississippi is also included in the House bill. Uh, a reduction of the grocery tax, a slight increase of the general sales tax. Those are the major provisions. But the main thing is is that we phase out, we start out with a huge increase in the personal exemption in year one, and then we, we increase it um, in the out years to, we, to the point where we eventually, based on economic triggers, And experience phase out the income tax altogether. The Senate's concern is this is going to leave a giant budget hole. You're right that that was based on use of the wrong baseline revenue figure in those projections. It was not the actual revenue figure based on what we're experiencing here in the state of Mississippi in this particular year. But it seems like that, just to get to the point, that what's being missed in the discussion is if Folks have more money from income tax savings in their pocket, but generally speaking, they're going to spend that, uh, especially uh, given the kind of economic and income strata makeup in this state. They're going to spend it, which is going to generate more sales taxes, and in the House plan generate more sales taxes or more taxable revenue from a sales tax perspective at a slightly higher rate. That, that seems to get lost in the conversation. You're simply transitioning from sending the government money to having that in your pocket and spending it in the store, thus boosting uh, economic activity and output profit for the stores, and you're getting value for your expenditure while boosting sales tax revenue. Am I missing something there?
20: Well, there's even more to it. In addition to what you said, when you tell the world that you are phasing out the personal income tax, you say we're a state that's going to reform our government, not paper over failure. Okay. Paper over failure with dollar bills. What most governments do throughout most of history is they just muddle through. And when they run out of money, instead of going, have we been doing stupid things? Could we do them less stupidly? Could we do fewer stupid things? Could you know could we could we make this more effective and efficient? They just let's just raise money from the peasants and we'll just keep doing everything we've yeah. been doing.
15: Yeah.
20: Uh, and that's why most governments throughout most of history have been destructive of human liberty instead of constructive. That's what the constitution was about, was making government your ally and your friend and your protector rather than the enemy, which is what it was in Europe when yeah. the king liked to steal everybody's money right. uh, and spend it uh so we've set up a system here where we want people to maximize if you earn it it's yours it's not the kings it's not the counties it's not the school boards it's yours uh and there's some resources that go to the government to spend money as people choose and agree to uh, but right now there isn't any of the 50 states that are spending too little money every one of them spending too much money in many many ways there's a great deal of reform to be done, and anyone who's ever worked in the government could whisper to you how much could be done more efficiently and effectively to provide better services. One of the ways to look at this: New York and Florida are the same size. Florida is two million people more yeah. than than New, New York. York. Yeah. New York spends twice as much on its state government. Yeah. Same number of people, roughly twice as much. Do they have better roads in New York than Florida? No. they have better education? No. they have better anything in New York than Florida that the government touches? No. It's just more expensive in New York because they hire too many people, pay them too much, and give them pensions that nobody in the real world ever gets to see (laughs) or live with.
15: Um,
20: And so they spend twice as much. You don't get government services for twice as much. You just get bigger spending. And not every state isn't quite as out of whack as new york but they're all a little out of whack and they could all do um much better when you look at the real numbers and you know when 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 the state uh economist put the actual numbers in instead of numbers old numbers or made up numbers something or numbers he was asked to put in to make it look bad when you put in the real numbers you see there's no deficit problem that flows from this and you want to watch real life real time. Go to North Carolina. They've been doing this for 10 years. Every year, they bring down the marginal tax rates. Every year, they've ended up with more revenue. You point out some of it because people spend the money that they – the extra money they have to keep. But also, more people move into the state with their own incomes and support the state. More people move in because investment and jobs move to those states with no income tax or lower income tax towards states that are going towards zero and Mississippi has a real opportunity here because you're you're halfway there. You got a governor, you got a house, all set. Senate follows along and does something. I mean, they, they may have some interesting thoughts to add to it. That's not impossible. Yeah. Um, but not. But but they got to bring something that says how do we get to zero in the next ten years? Work on that, not how do we do one thing, what time, and go home. Um, that's what they did in Utah. Um, and Utah's gonna end up five years from now way behind the curve because they're moving so slowly. Idaho has had two tax cuts in the last two years, one last year and one this month. Both of them were the largest tax cuts in the history of Idaho ever. Wow. Last year's was the biggest effort, wow. this year's was bigger than the one that was biggest effort. States are moving quickly to reduce their tax burden. And Mississippi is right now the Senate works with the governor and supports the governor and supports the and then works with the, the house and supports what the people of mississippi want to do they can make mississippi a leader in this next wave of low no-income tax states or a hiccup and all of a sudden they're 10 states out ahead of you yeah. now how do you explain to general motors that they should build a plant in your state which decided not to go to zero
3: Yeah. I saw where, uh, for what it's worth, Meta just invested a considerable amount in a new data center operation in Idaho, and I just wonder, to some extent, how how that was driven uh, by their more aggressive uh, action on cutting income taxes.
20: Yeah, it's it's not enough to say we used to be a low-tax state, because other states are cutting their taxes, used to be a low-tax state. The United States used to have one of the lowest corporate income taxes in the world, yep. and 30 years later, we had the highest yeah. because we sat on our butt <laughs> for yeah, 30 exactly years right. and didn't do anything, and the rest of the world got ahead of us.
3: Yeah, and of course, we got Democrats in Congress who, who want to change that and totally uh, eliminate and totally repeal the Trump tax cuts. And also, Grover, we should point out we've we've got um, expiration of the individual aspect of the Trump tax cuts coming up uh, here in, what, four years. And uh, what a shock that would be, to even to the people who think they didn't get a tax cut from the Trump tax cuts would find out, oh, I really did get a tax cut. I mean, seriously, that's coming.
20: The year before the pandemic, 2019, the median income family of four in the united states not rich people not the poorest guy in the county the median dead center median income family of four saw four thousand four hundred dollars increase in take-home pay four thousand six point eight percent that is a larger increase than all 8, Eight years, years of Obama of Obama's presidency 1100
3: in bucks. one year due to the Yep I think the over the uh both terms of Obama I, I recall it was like $1100 increase in household income over that 8 year period and we got as you said 4400 in one year I mean it it clearly works uh but there's just this tendency from the left in this country that government can better spend that money than individuals and companies can. We have an article published here today in Mississippi in uh, one of the liberal-oriented publications where they're calling for expansion of Medicaid in lieu of the tax cut bill. That uh, has passed the House. They they actually published a report that uh, suggests that it would be way more beneficial to the economy across GDP, personal income, population in, in, uh, increase, and employ and more jobs, employment change. Medicaid expansion is what they're suggesting instead of in lieu of this tax cut plan.
20: Well, the whole argument for the Great Society, which was started 50 years ago back in uh, 1965 under Lyndon Baines Johnson, was they knew how to help lower-income people cure poverty by throwing money at it. Yeah. Medicaid was a big part of that. Yep. And yet they spent about $17 trillion, with a T, $17 trillion. Um, half More than half of our debt came from spending on, med, uh, on the uh, welfare programs in the great society. Unbelievable. The $30 trillion deficit, $17 trillion plus, came from all of that various welfare spending right. and so on. Right. Huge amount of spending. Um, and it didn't improve education achievement. It's that been a worse. failure. didn't yep. do stuff for life, how long people live. Um, welfare doesn't solve...
3: It we got to go.
20: That's a place
3: to job. I appreciate it, Grover. We got to go. Totally agree. We'll talk to you soon, sir. Thank you.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 30% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, high near 68. Tonight, a 20% chance of rain, low around 61. Your Thursday, a 30% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 79. And for your finally Friday, 30% chance of rain, high only the 54. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gattis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
10: Speaking to all men.
9: If you're a stickler about your ride or your car looking just right, then why don't you take better care of yourself? Man Up MD is a concierge medical clinic, tailor-made for men of all ages. We offer convenient same-day appointments with personalized primary care and treatment plans designed for you to reclaim your energy and performance. Man Up MD can have you tuned up and ready for rocking down the highway. Check us out online at menshealthms.com.
6: Green Home Solutions
9: is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Supertalk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to
19: your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Grass cutting season is almost here, and Harley Equipment and Gluckstat is ready to help you with all your preseason service needs on both Exmark and Skag mowers. Hartley has teamed up with Xmark and Skag to offer a 10% discount on all more maintenance services. This includes parts, labor, pickup, and deliveries. That's valid at the end of February. Hartley can also come to you with their on-site mobile service truck.
15: Sounds like a deal.
19: Yes, it is. If you're in the market for a new Mark or Skag Zero turn mower, they're offering purchasing options of 0% interest and no money down. Hartley Equipment's annual open house will be on Friday, February 25th and Saturday the 26th and will have open house prices on all in-stock Mark and Skag mowers, outdoor power equipment and accessories. Call today at 601-499-0944 or come take advantage of their springtime
7: 10% mower maintenance special. This is owner Cameron Hartley reminding you that when it comes to your lawn and outdoor equipment needs, shop smartly, shop Hartley.
12: Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to two men in a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress, let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit Two for a free no obligation estimate.
13: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The White House is warning energy prices are going to go up because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson told Fox's America's Newsroom that it's also Biden administration policies that are driving prices higher.
10: Biden administration, Democrat policies, they are what's costing Americans and American consumers dearly. It's their policies. Now, they want to blame Putin, and Putin will obviously share the blame here. It's tragic the the course he's taken.
13: Democrats have pushed a transition away from fossil fuels. Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith agrees that Biden policies are to blame for inflation in general.
8: You know, this time last year, we tried to tell the Biden administration not to pour trillions of dollars into this economy. The basic fundamentals of economics have to work. A high schooler taking an economics class to figure this out, but the White House can't. I'm Kelly Bennett. Trustmark Checking
1: fits you to a... T.
8: Use the My Trustmark app to bank
1: anywhere from your...
2: Truck to a tent.
1: Make mobile payments at retailers from...
2: Tampa to Tacoma.
1: And with new Plus Checking, you'll even get discounts on trips. Trip? Oh, uh, hey, you stole my line. You need Plus Checking. It has identity theft protection, too. <gasps> trustmark people you trust advice that works member FDIC.
3: Everyone, midday, super talk, Mississippi. Johnny hates jazz. (laughs) Where'd they come up with that for a band name? (laughs) So, don't forget, we got the State of the Union coming up next Tuesday. I know you guys are all on the edge of your seats waiting for that. And what we're gonna hear, I predict, we. Touched on this a bit yesterday. I have shut down COVID. (laughs) We're going to hear that. But I don't think he's going to try to, I guess, evade the discussion of the economic conditions. Everybody is experiencing the price at the pump, the price at the grocery store, everything you're buying up, up, up. Utilities, we had Commissioner Brent Bailey in the studio yesterday discussing that. We're all feeling it. I don't think you can stand in front of the country and say, not really happening. And though he assured us, what, nine months or so ago, transitory. The Fed thought it was transitory. They all they all called it wrong. Every dead gum one of them did. But what we're going to hear, and their politicians are so adept at this, they're so proficient, and that is deflecting and attributing culpability to everything and everybody but themselves. And he won't stand in front of the country and say, yep, we blew it, my policies are a factor, Nope. He conveniently has this Ukraine situation. Those confounded Russians, they're the cause of all this economic pain and hardship you're feeling. Not me. I didn't do it. Guarantee. That's what you're going to hear. And he kind of set the stage for that yesterday, did he not? In his, uh, in his speech, where he announced the sanctions, where he said defending freedom will have cost. Whose freedom exactly? Our freedom? We need to be honest about that. I'd, I'm just afraid that's what we're going to get. That's the rhetoric that we're going to hear. But i got to tell you, I think times are different. I don't think Americans are buying this nonsense. I really don't. Joe in Oxford says, it's going to be Trump's fault. Probably. <clears throat> Wag the dog, remember Bill Clinton, yeah. But you know, uh, and also William informs, still the number one producer of oil today, uh, this country. I, yeah, I, I hear you, William, and the other thing is, there are all sorts of credible reports that say that we are absolutely flush with oil, gas, coal, and we keep, as we said yesterday, we keep running into more as opposed to running out of it, and that's with today's technology. That's... That's short of any other new technology that might come onto the scene that would serve as a tool for discovering even more. We've just completely... Di- so we went from we're running out of oil, just think about this, to we've got to quit using oil, we're killing the planet. Think about that in 40 years. That's how the narrative has evolved and morphed. But But that's absolutely true. And it's... As much as I welcome electric vehicles, not on the principle of the planet and climate change, I just think that if manufacturers want to make them and people want to buy them, which there are a lot of people that do and will, that's the free market at work, as far as I'm concerned. And if the market says, no, nope, I don't want that, because everybody listening or watching, I bet, Knows people, or perhaps it describes themselves. I will never own a, a fi- uh, an electric vehicle. There are people out there that have declared that, made that very clear and that's fine that's their right, as far as I'm concerned. And there are others that say, I can't wait till they get more mainstream that the uh, the distance that you can travel on a charge becomes more practical that the cost of these vehicles go down. I'm all in. You've heard that as well. So there, that's great. That's choice. What did Bernie Sanders say? No, we don't need all that choice. <laughs> that's how he looked at capitalism. No, I say we have more choice. More choice benefits the consumer. So have at it, market. Just don't force it. That's what I have a problem with. And there's just no... I don't think there's consensus, legitimate reason for the transition on the pretext of climate change i'm not convinced of that at this point especially when we consider that the world's biggest polluters are doing it with impunity essentially it, it's kind of a unilateral move that it punishes us and what have we done here with ukraine we're benefiting russia who's now getting more per Barrel of oil. They lost billions upon billions during the early days of the pandemic. Remember, below a dollar, negative oil? It punished them. It's a big export for them. So let the market work. And I know somebody asked me last week about what I invest in, that you could tell a lot about a person's, what they support. I want you to know that last week, Rhino, when I was asked that question, because it was in the context of, I, I bet you're a full-fledged supporter of electric vehicles, because I, I had been to the Nissan announcement where they were rolling it out. So that very day, you know what I did when I left here? Went and dropped a check off to make an investment in oil and gas exploration. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story. So does that indicate what I support? And did I do it because I'm, like, in love with oil and gas? No. I did it to make money. Duh. Isn't that what you invest your money for? I happen to think it's a good investment. And the group that I was offered this opportunity to invest in this project with has done well for me. So I said, okay, I'll make another investment. Simple as that. But you know what? I still may drive an electric vehicle. It's the same old story, isn't it, that you can have these these uh, these views that appeared on the surface to be at odds. But it's got nothing to do with that. That's just market dynamics. It's investing 101. I invest to make money. I hope everybody does. That's what you Do you invest to lose money? Does anybody do that?
10: It I mean, if you do, you
2: could give it to me. <laughs> and and I will hold on to it and be your bad investment. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going into investing thinking, I'm going to lose all of this. <laughs> I don't do go that.
3: Ahead and, go ahead and give it to me. You can lose it to me. And let me be clear. I don't bat a thousand. Imagine that. I hadn't figured that out yet. David from Bruce says, what's going to happen when the batteries blow up on the EV? ah Is not a a gas-powered vehicle subject to blowing up as well? I mean, again, there's the technical aspect of this, and then there's the practical, and then there's the economic aspect. And those, I think, have to be separated. All the present-day objections to electric vehicles are all technical in nature, and they're really smart people that will serve the market by solving those problems, and they'll get filthy damn rich off of it. And the left, who is trying to force us to use those vehicles, will get mad because the EV people made money off of it. That's the nuttiness of the whole deal. It's a true story, though. Oh my gosh, they're, making, they're attacking Elon Musk on a daily basis. He, he's done more to commercialize, legitimize, push electric vehicles into the mainstream than any other human on the planet and Elizabeth Warren and the squad and the woke left can't stomach him because he makes money at it. And, you know, what do you want to bet? Does he sell and make and engineer electric vehicles because of this compassion he has for climate change? Or does he do it to make money? A rhetorical question, but they just simply don't get that. And that's the problem with trying to run an economy based on all this social justice garbage as opposed to just brute force serve your fellow man in an open capitalistic economic system and be rewarded for it while providing value to the people who pay for it. It's just simple as that. And this has got to resonate and be taught in every school in this country instead of this social justice indoctrination that's poisoning our youth we will take a break, take a break and come back and give some tickets away right after this
0: Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com.
4: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at Majestic Metals INC c.com
13: Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team.
10: Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. All summer and fall, you've heard our Food Fridays, presented by our friends at Polk's Meat. With the temps starting to fall, maybe you're slowing down on grilling, but that's no reason to slow down on the delicious meats from Polk's. Whether it's ham or smoked sausage, whether it's gumbo, jambalaya, or a big breakfast spread, make sure it's Polk's. Why? You know why. Because picky people pick pulps. Arm yourself
0: with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
15: Then she stood in the street, uh, smiling from my head to her feet. I said, what is this now, baby? Maybe she's in need I'm a kiss. I said, hey, what's your name, baby? Maybe we can see things the same.
3: back everyone to midday super talk mississippi we are in the final segment of the program and uh, rhino has some tickets to give away
2: oh yeah country music legend hank william jr is going to be at the lander center in south haven on friday april 1st it's not an april fool's joke he's really going to be there and tickets go on sale this friday at the lander center box office or you can pick them up at ticketmaster.com but Now you've got a chance to win a pair of tickets for free to see Hank Williams Jr. and Chase Rice in South Haven on April 1st. All you got to do is be the 21st person to text into the C Spire text line. That number is 601-879-4395. Be the 21st person to text in with the phrase, Rowdy Friends, and you'll win a pair of tickets to see Hank Williams Jr. and Chase Rice in South Haven on April 1st. Update on the
3: markets down to 220. It looks like that Russia is unleashing some cyber attacks. This was fully expected. And I kind of wonder, honestly, if in an effort to sort of block and, and push Russia down, why we're not doing the same. Why are we not unleashing our cyber capabilities to pursue some of their systems? You talk about bring them to a halt, an absolute crawl. That would happen. Ben from Madison says he's been listening to the debate on the Senate floor with respect to the uh, tax bill. And uh, he says it doesn't take a genius to figure out they are not going to budge much, if at all, on their plan. It appears, according to Ben, appreciate you telling us about this, Ben. We haven't been tracking the legislative activities this morning, that they've passed it 40 to 11. That would be the Senate version of tax reform. So uh, as as thought, uh, it did make it to the floor today, the, it being the deadline. And as uh, Senator Blunt predicted, it passed 11 nays to 40 yays. So that will be transmitted to the House And at this point, you kind of have to feel that the House bill won't get much traction, if any, in the Senate. The Senate bill won't get any in the House. I have, by the way, reached out with this question, and I'm not sure of the answer, but I'm working on getting it for us. Is there a way that a chamber can compel the other chamber to place a bill from the original chamber uh, on the floor to push it to the floor. I, I don't think there is. I mean, my gut mm, feel is there, think there isn't. I don't there is either, no. I just didn't know if there was any sort of obscure procedural um, mechanics that m- might be employed just to get it on the floor. I don't know. I don't think so is my gut feel, but... I'm working on getting the answer to that and hopefully have that for us tomorrow. But it, it was just a thought. I would
2: know? imagine there are more obscure ways to kill bills than to keep them alive.
3: That's probably right. The motions to reconsider are kind of the, the, the common one. And that's what happened, by the way, to – we do have a winner, by the way. Appreciate everybody texting in. And it's, it's the way that the, the Senate bill, which would have increased – the office expense. So you heard Senator McMahon get uh, a little sideways with uh, our own Paul Gallo, Senator Chad McMahon from the Tupelo area. You may have heard that on our news. He, he basically said that, and I think I'm using his exact terminology, Rhino, that it was disingenuous on the part of Paul to refer to that bill, that measure, as a pay raise for legislators. That it was, it, it is technically speaking, construed as office expense that there's a $1500 payment made to each member of the, of the legislature during the months in which they are not not in session then that would be eight months in the first year of a four-year term and nine months in years two three and four of a four-year term. what that measure would have done had it passed been enacted, was pay that $1,500 a month office expense for and during the months in which they are in session. Presently, they receive, they do not receive that $1,500 a month office expense, and that would have amounted to $6,000 four months in year one of a term, and then 4500 for each of the subsequent years, years two, three, and four. Anyhow, a motion to reconsider uh, essentially put it to bed. It did not go anywhere, did not get enacted. But So there's semantics. I, I think it's safe to say, going on there in the description um, and the construction of that legislation. But we are out of time here today on the program. We thank you so much for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone.